Yes, I have tequila in front of me right now. Yes, I'm a couple of shots deep. And yes, we are back. What is up? You crazy weirdos, welcome to the Atomic Skull Podcast. To everyone except the people who spoke the phrase, see you next year, to anyone between Christmas and New Year's. And I don't care if you did it because you thought it was funny or cute. I don't care if you did it ironically because you knew it was a bad joke. After fourth grade, that shit has to go. If you don't currently play with Lincoln Logs on a regular basis, you are not allowed to say that joke. Full stop. This episode is brought to you by Lincoln Logs. <laughs> For those of you who actually remember what Lincoln Logs are, I hope your knees are feeling a little bit better and you eat enough brand today. My name is Matthew, and I want to start the episode with just a quick roundup of the last couple of weeks or so before I get to some gargantuan news that I have for you guys. I've been more or less out of commission with the show, but that doesn't mean I haven't been living my life or paying attention to things around me. So first, the pop culture shit. According to my notes here, Elon Musk is still an asshole, so that's good. It's nice to know that when you go into the unknown of a new year, you have a little bit of familiarity. You know what I mean? Also, Jonathan Majors got it handed to him pretty hard. And I don't mean that guilty verdict for getting kangry all over his ex-girlfriend's face. I mean Disney literally firing his ass before the members of the jury even made it to their fucking cars. And they weren't the least bit Disney-ish about it either. Don't quote me on this because I don't think it's entirely verbatim, but I'm pretty sure the press release mentions something along the lines of Jonathan Majors can suck Mickey's dick. I don't know if that's exactly the statement that was, you know, I thumbed it. I did read that, <clears throat> excuse me, I did read that Majors could spend up to a year in prison, but that motherfucker isn't going to spend one fucking day in jail. I don't care what color his skin is. Dude is still filthy fucking rich. The last couple of years have had all of us at each other's throats about whether the most important color in this country is black or white, but it's neither. The most important color in this country is green. And don't fucking forget it. For any fans of majors out there, fear not. Sean Penn, Chris Brown, Tommy Lee, Johnny Depp, Axl Rose, Mel Gibson, Terrence Howard, James Brown, Charlie Sheen, all came back strong after admitting, and if I'm not mistaken, being convicted in one way or another, of some kind of domestic violence charge against their spouse. And that's just off the top of my head. Well, it's technically in my notes, but it was off the top of my head when I wrote the notes. As a little bonus, if any of you are in the mood to have a little skin crawling moment to start off your new year on an unsettling note, find the Rolling Stone article where Terrence Howard tries to justify slapping his partner at the time. That article gets three out of four oofs. On a more personal front, Christmas Eve at the dildo store went about exactly as you would expect. It was a total sausage fest. Dudes were coming in and buying last minute gifts. 
hopefully for their wives and girlfriends and not for their daughters. Normally, I would say I don't judge, but there are most certainly exceptions to every rule. My favorite Christmas Eve customer was a gentleman who somehow found a way to shoehorn, and I quote, Biden is going to take this whole country down. We're going to start fighting each other for groceries soon. You watch, end quote. Now, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I love you guys to death. I really do. And I don't know what a lot of you believe politically, and I don't care either. That being said, can you fucking imagine how I feel about anything this random Yahoo says? And it all started with me asking the seemingly simple question, do you have an email with us to get coupons? Like, why do people have to be these people? A society loaded with billions of us who can't tell the difference between fact and opinion because we've all taught news organizations that we're barely smart enough to only read headlines. And this guy is somehow convinced himself that he is the one person that has it all figured out. Mr. Sleeveless Shirt who came into the adult store on Christmas Eve at lunchtime asking us if we have magazines that have, and I quote, girls with them big titties, end quote. What makes me so angry is that after he asked that question, I realized that he and I actually have one thing in common. And that's like three things too many. Also, I couldn't be fucking happier that the Christmas music continued after Christmas. I heard Streisand sing Jingle Bells at the dildo store four fucking times on the 26th, and I almost yenteled in my fucking mouth. Let's go over a few gold star answers from the last episode. If you remember the question, and I hope that you don't, I asked you guys, what thing in your life would you not want to see a Spotify wrapped about? And we got all the usual suspects of things that will slowly kill you, drive you mad, or hopefully both. I had someone send in, they wouldn't want to see how much money they spent at the titty bar. I had someone send in, they wouldn't want to see how much money they spent at the regular bar. I had several people tell me they do not want to know how much they spent at the dispo. Relatable. Let's see how much time they spent doing their makeup. Less relatable for me personally. Not that I haven't worn makeup this year, but the amount of time I spent on it, I think was pretty reasonable. Someone sent me they wouldn't want to know how much time they spent sleeping, which is a tough one. Definitely a double-edged sword, right? Sleep is, I mean, sleep is sleep is just great. But also, if you're sleeping, you're not living your life. So it's hard to know where to put those emotions. You know what I mean? My beautiful wife, Mrs. What's-Her-Name, had a fantastic A-plus answer to this question that she didn't want me sharing, but I'm going to do it anyway because it is equally hysterical and ooh, rough how much time she spent last year opening fast food sauce packets. I don't know about you, but if I gave that up, I could probably learn another language. And 
Then the last one I want to share with you guys for anyone who might be enjoying a little lunch or a snack right now is how much time they had to deal with their IBS. <laughs> Thanks to everyone, as always, who sent in their answers. It is always very much appreciated. It's also nice to know there are a few people in the world who are as sick as me. Here's to ordering slightly less donuts while crying in 2024 doubt it. All right, you guys, I do have something really big to share that has been a long time coming, and I am going to make it both the best and the worst of the week this week, and I will break it all down so you'll understand why I'm saying that. It truly is sort of the good news and the bad news. But first, tequila. Two seconds, guys. Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Oh, I really love tequila. You couldn't tell, but I really love tequila. I promise. So the good news, you guys, is that I got a new job. And this isn't just any new job. This is a big fucking deal and a big fucking change. And I am so fucking excited. Now, I know what you're all thinking, goth girl gynecologist, right? Unfortunately, it is not that, but it is something important and very significant. And I do want to talk about it a little bit. Firstly, one of the big reasons that I took a bit of a hiatus from the program was, well, I definitely was not doing very good in my head. I'm still working on it. But let me tell you, buddy, this helps. Another reason was because this job has been a long time coming. It's been on shaky and uneven ground for the last few months. And it brought my anxiety to full bandwidth and then some waiting on this whole fucking thing. And so how do I explain this right? I... I take pride in myself for being incredibly patient with people. It's the other two nouns that I have no patience with whatsoever. And 0% of this whole timeline for the new job was within my control or influence at all. So that compounded the cabbage that I was going through in my brain. Seriously, you guys, pins and needles doesn't even begin to describe this shit. And Seckenberg, one of the reasons getting this job matters so much to me is because it is in a completely different field doing something that I've never done before, which is fantastically exciting to me. I've worked in retail pretty much my whole life. And one of the things about it is that it's never boring. My current gig sure as shit isn't. At first, that might seem really awesome, but the fact of the matter is, after literal decades of never knowing what the hell to expect when I come into work, I could use a little bit of boring. The jobs that I had may not have been boring, but that doesn't mean they weren't monotonous. You know what I mean? And what sucks about it is that it doesn't matter how tired I was of it or how exhausting it the job was and how exhausted I was being there. 
I still had to put on a show for every single customer who walked into the building. Retail companies, grocery, food service, bartending, anything people facing, they can say that they give a fuck about mental health and that sounds great in a press release or a shareholders meeting, but in the moment, they don't actually care one single iota because they can't. Because customers who come into the building don't care about what you're going through either. They want what they want and they want you to help them get it. And that could be anything from a TV to a set of towels to a greasy burger, to a Long Island iced tea. And forget even taking a minute to breathe if you need one, especially if it's busy. I remember being on the sales floor at that big blue box that I used to work at, and I got a call from my grandmother. And my grandmother, you guys, is my best friend in the entire world. When grandma calls, I pick up the phone. I ran into the receiving warehouse off the sales floor. And she told me in the middle of my fucking shift that she went to the doctor and they found something cancerous. Don't worry, you guys. This was many years ago, okay? She beat that. Nothing short of a silver bullet and a stake through the heart is gonna bring that woman down. I got off the phone with her and I'm in the corner of the warehouse holding back tears, okay? My supervisor at the time, who was a grade a cock stain. He was like a $6 million piece of shit made out of lesser pieces of shit. He comes back and asks me what I'm doing off the floor. I start telling him that my grandmother called me and he interrupted me, clearly seeing that I'm fighting back emotion. And he says to me, and I quote, that's the problem. You're not supposed to be on your phone while you're on the clock. Get back out on the sales floor, end quote. Grade A cock stain. This new job sounds boring. It's with one of those companies that is the last name of someone. And if I was just to tell you the name of the company, which I won't, I may be an idiot, but I'm not a dumbass. But if I was to just tell you the name of the company, you would have no clue what the fuck they did. There's spreadsheets and VLOOKUPs, and pivot tables, and aged accounts, and invoices, and Zoom meetings, and I couldn't be fucking happier. Oh wait, yes I could. It's fucking remote. Not only do I not have to worry about avoiding taking shits at work, big issue for me, listen to episode 15 about how that can go very badly very quickly, I don't have to put on pants. My love, my adoration, my reverence for not wearing pants has been well-documented. And I get to make money while doing that. And the cherry on top, I have a set Monday through Friday schedule for literally the first time in my life. I have spent most of my career getting my schedule two weeks in advance, three if I'm lucky. Currently, I get my schedule one week in advance. Very often, it'll be Wednesday and I don't know what I'm working on Sunday. 
I will be having weekends off. I will be able to do things. I won't have a drained social battery at the end of my shift. So I just go home and fucking crawl into bed and put a blanket over my head. I'll be able to go out with people and want to talk to people. I can finally make up time for the countless friends of mine and the in-laws that I have that think I'm avoiding them because I can't fucking get a Saturday or Sunday off for shit. This job is going to change my life. And you know what's amazing? I got it because of this show. I had a very old friend reconnect with me after listening to the program. And eventually, we got to talking about work. And it just sort of went from there. Now the old friend is my boss. (laughs) And I don't even know how to begin to thank them for all of this because I'm still in denial and beside myself. I've said before, possibly on the show, that I process good fortune in the same five stages that people process grief. I'm still in denial, but also I am incredibly grateful and overjoyed. Getting the job offer and making it all official It's been so humbling for me and so moving. What I've learned is that when you get into retail and you end up there for a while, which is very easy to do, a couple of months turns into a couple of years right in front of you. It becomes sort of a scarlet letter on your polo shirt and your resume. And all you can really do is play the world's shittiest game of musical chairs, bouncing back and forth between customer-facing roles in companies that claim to be different from each other but are pretty much the same. There are a few lucky people that can leave retail, but they end up working at like a call center, which I did briefly, and I fucking hated it. It's basically the same thing. But this, I can't even begin to imagine the idea of my work-life balance being on relatively stable ground. I'll have a shot at releasing episodes of this stupid shit show on time without the crippling anxiety of putting finishing touches on them literally minutes before they're scheduled to be released. You guys, there was one episode. I mean, I don't fucking remember which one, but I recorded the motherfucking thing less than five hours before it was released. I pulled an all-nighter getting it done, and then I went to sell dildos for nine hours the next day. I'm not saying that won't happen again. I'm saying there's less of a chance it won't happen again. And that crippling anxiety I have definitely ain't going nowhere. It will find a home somewhere else in my asshole brain. It will just be nice to not have it about this one particular issue. And to the friend that got me the job, I know you're listening. I've told you that I'm going to annoy you with my gratitude, and I mean it. I'll never be able to thank you enough for changing my life for the better in every way. You have earned at least one free cocktail anytime we ever find ourselves at the same bar together. And as my new boss, may I say that you are looking particularly fantastic today. And when I inevitably come through with my first medium to large size fuck up, which I will, 
please go easy on me. I promise I'll learn. <laughs> and trust me, my brain has already kicked my ass for whatever I did more than you possibly could. Now, the bad news, unfortunately, is that I will be leaving the dildo store. Not that I won't miss it, the annoyingly late nights and dealing with people who come in five minutes before we close with no idea what they're looking for, the open to close shifts, having to find different ways to explain what poppers do to dumbasses who don't realize I'm not allowed to use that word in the building because it is illegal, being forced to stay when my team members call out but not being allowed to hold them accountable, getting side eyes from men who think I'm trying to steal their partners because I'm answering questions they asked me, or even more fun, the men who walk into the building and immediately announce at the top of their voice, I know everything about everything in this building. Y'all should just give me a job. And then I find out they don't know shit about fuck. The I want a vibrator that doesn't vibrate customers, which is the equivalent for asking for a cheeseburger without cheese, dudes asking me for boner pills before going out of their way to tell me they don't need them as if I give two shits, having to sacrifice a brother to get a fucking Saturday off, and yes, that is macabre, and yes, he would have fucking laughed at that, having to yell at the male customers who try to pick up women that I work with because they assume the women will fuck them just because they work at a sex shop, girls flirting with me to try to get my employee discount, guys flirting with me to try to get my employee discount, the women who think I'm flirting with them because I'm asking them qualifying questions about what they're looking for, get over yourselves, ladies. The 19-year-old kids who come in and ask me a billion questions just to leave with $2.79 sex chocolates, completely putting my sales numbers in the pavement. The lovely lady who took a piss in our dressing room while wearing one of our pieces of lingerie on Christmas Eve. It's all just been a total fucking slice of ice cream cake. The truth is, you guys, it's been pretty rough working for the dildo store for quite a while now. Not that there haven't been good times sprinkled in, and I've met some badass motherfuckers working there, coworkers and customers alike, both who now listen to the program, which I'm very grateful for, but especially since moving stores in late October, which is when my work-life balance went from completely terrible to completely unacceptable, and if you notice, right around then is when episodes of the show started getting particularly spotty. But look, I'm not going to talk shit about the company. That's not my thing. They've been at it for a long time. And obviously, what they do is successful. But what I've learned is that me personally, I do not see eye to eye with the people I've worked with and for on a bunch of different things. And that's okay. I don't have any sour grapes. I'm not going to air out that laundry here. And not just because I signed an NDA. After I leave, that doesn't fucking matter. That's why the good Lord created bars. I started getting a lot of panic attacks at work. I started throwing up daily due to everything that was being put on me. And I found myself even starting to resent customers just for walking into the building, which isn't fair to them or to me or to the company. And I am grateful for my experience and for the confidence they gave me and what I've accomplished. And that is 
the truth. But also, I am very much ready to move on. The shitty part about that, if you haven't worked it out already, is that it's going to be a picture wrap on everyone's favorite segment, The Dildo Chronicles. But fear not, because while all good things must come to an end, I am going to mark the occasion. And coming up, I am going to have a brand new guest host on the program who has my exact same title, but with a rival dildo store in the area. And we are going to contrast and compare stories coming up. And I am really looking forward to that. We get together often and mostly all we do is talk shop. And we both have a lot of little stories and gripes under our belt. So that is going to be a bit of fun that I am super excited to share with you guys. And I've got returning guest hosts. I've got some special episodes, lots of bits, more dick jokes, and plenty of other shit on the way. Episodes are going to be coming back at you regularly. Please Tell your friends, tell your family, your hairdressers, your rabbis, your rabbis, hairdressers, anyone who wants to have some fun with us, have them come and join the party. I am literally one five-star review on Spotify away from a big milestone. So if you haven't done that, please be sure to do it so I can reach that goal. I'm ready to do that to start the year. And for any of you listening that have reached out to me to talk or get together or check up, check in, any of that jazz, and I've told you that I need some time, but I will be back, I am ready to cash those fucking checks. So reach out again and let's take whatever plans we had off of ice and let's get back to it because I'm coming hard. Wait, you know what? I'm leaving it in. It is good to be back in front of the mic, you guys. It really, really is. For Song of the Week, this is the part where I'm going to feel feelings. And the tequila either will or will not be helping with that, depending on your perspective. I want to end the first episode of 2024 by thanking my beautiful wife, Mrs. What's-Her-Name, for sticking by me through all of 2023. It hasn't been easy. I'm not easy. She's not easy. Relationships are not easy. But she and I, we will not be giving up on each other. And that is an amazing thought to wake up to and to go to bed every day believing. So I want to dedicate the song of the week to her as a thank you for some amazingly well-placed hugs and kisses right where I needed them, reminding me that I was wrong every time I told her that I can't do this anymore, and by this I mean life, for staying up until 1 a.m. when I would get home from work and heating up or cooking me some of the most delicious comfort food I've ever had after very mentally and physically long days, for sending me some really quality and tasteful nudes to get me through my shifts, for making me laugh when all I wanted to do was cry, and for toasting with me the second most amazing glass of beer I have ever enjoyed the day I got offered the job. Seriously, the beer we had tasted like Skittles, but it could have tasted like 
a dehydrated camel's intestine and I would have still thought it was fucking delicious. So I want to dedicate the song of the week to her. And this song is pure exaltation and joy. It is my victory dance song with this whole particular journey. And it is the debut of one of my favorite artists on the Atomic Skull podcast, Songs of the Week playlist on Spotify. And it is waiting for you right now to just press play. Seriously, you guys, this song is so fucking beautiful. The music and the words go together like peanut butter and jelly. Song of the Week this week is Rosalita Come Out Tonight by Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. The mighty, mighty E Street Band. Springsteen for as stereotypical as his whole thing can be, his music is absolute church to me. And this song is nothing short of a sermon. Give it a spin because the song is big and it is important. And what makes it great in this particular situation is that Mrs. What's-Her-Name doesn't really like Springsteen that much. And I think that's fucking hysterical. And then lastly, thanks to you guys for all of it, all the time, always. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for the messages telling me that you missed the show and asking me when it's coming back. It is here. I am on the mend. Let's keep this year looking as bright as we can, boys. You know what they say. The first 365 days of the year are always the hardest. So as long as we can make it through that, we can make it through anything. I am so excited to finally say this sentence. I will see you guys next week. Apologies to my mother-in-law and how are you doing?